Hello and welcome to the Newsmax Daily for Thursday, January 25th, 2024. Hope your day is going well. Thank you for stopping by. It's the final Thursday of the month already, and it's National Observe the Weather Day, which most of us do every day anyway, right? Especially this time of the year, and especially depending upon where you live. The weather has vastly improved in most of the country, thankfully, especially in the West and the Southeast. I don't want to rub it in, but here in Orlando, it's going to be sunny and 80 today. It was 45, like back on Monday. The forecast does say another winter storm is brewing, though, for the Midwest and possibly northeast, but it is the middle of winter, so, you know, that's what you get for living in those places. Today is also National Irish Coffee Day, or night, which is perfect for the cold winter weather. All right, in the headlines, a bipartisan group of Washington lawmakers are in Taiwan today as China continues its threat of military and economic force on the self-governing island. This is going to get a lot of international coverage. This is South Florida Congress Mario Diaz Balart. Among the main messages that we are bringing here today, and again, this is very simple, that the support of the United States for Taiwan is firm, it's real, and it is 100% bipartisan. One reason for all the support of Taiwan is what I mentioned the other day. Taiwan produces about 60% of the world's semiconductors and like 90% of the best semiconductors. There was a big announcement from the Pentagon as well saying due to the congressional battle over funding, it is closing the U.S. weapons stockpile to Ukraine as Ukraine continues its fight against Russia. Because our stockpile is low, it's been low, getting lower, making us vulnerable or more vulnerable. Funding for Ukraine and Israel remains up in the air, as you know, over first funding the U.S.-Mexico border. And Nikki Haley isn't wasting any time campaigning in her home state of South Carolina one day after the New Hampshire primary with a month to go to the South Carolina primary. The people in New Hampshire were really good to us. But let me tell you, when we got off the plane this morning, it's a great day in South Carolina. Haley held an event in Charleston, South Carolina last night. She said New Hampshire was really good to her, right? But she lost by double digits. She also made reference to the large corporate donations that she's been criticized for. We have had 200,000 donors from all 50 states. 95% of those donations are $200 or less. This is about real Americans. Newsmax host Rob Schmidt spoke about it with Laura Trump. Laura Trump joins us tonight. It's good to have you on. You know, uh, Trump dismantling uh, the donor class, kind of the theme tonight. And uh, I can just put this up here. Billionaire Democrat, uh, billionaire donor, I should say, Reed Hoffman, who I think has donated a lot to Democrats in the past, a co-founder of LinkedIn, the man who is funding the E. Jean Carroll ridiculous lawsuit against Trump. He, is, he has now said he is stopping his donations to Nikki Haley. And I have to think that feels pretty good, right? Well, I mean, it's amazing that Nikki Haley would even have received donations from him and accepted right. those. I mean, that's the scary part. And you kind of alluded to it in your intro there, uh, Rob. The, the reality is that what Nikki Haley is saying by remaining in this race, a race, race that is obvious, she cannot win. Donald Trump is the Republican nominee. There really is no path for her unless the least Democratic thing possible happens and Biden's Department of Justice is successful in their attempt 
to completely dismantle our United States as we know it, the Constitution, forget democracy in general, and he gets convicted under one of these ridiculous indictments. And the fact that she is willing to go down that path should tell you all you need to know about this individual. It is time, as you said, to unite as a party. You've heard my father-in-law say it several times post-Iowa. We want to be united. You've seen that happen with Tim Scott, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, with Ron DeSantis. Everyone is coming together now and saying this is the guy and this is the only way we get this country back. What is Nikki Haley doing? It is time to end this campaign. But Reid Hoffman, his money, and the fact that, like you said, he is funding one of these crazy lawsuits against my father-in-law tells you all you need to know about Nikki Haley, that she would take a penny from him. That's Laura Trump on Rob Schmidt tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. And let's go a bit later into the night with Greg Kelly reports. They really are in bad, bad shape. The Democrats, what are they going to do? Run on Joe Biden's record? Run on Joe Biden? Run on the world is a safer place, that America is somehow better off than it was four years ago? Everybody knows that none of that stuff is not true. And now Democrats really, really have nothing because they know all the arrests, the indictments, all that stuff, right? Well, it didn't work. I mean, they're still absorbing what has taken place over the past week and a half or so, right? Iowa, 51% for Donald Trump. New Hampshire, 50, what was it, 54%, double-digit victory, okay? Now, you may have heard this little factoid that nobody has done this since Gerald Ford in 1976. He was actually president. He had him an elected president. He became president because Rick Nixon resigned and he was the vice president. But he wasn't under indictment, <laughs> okay? He hadn't been arrested in the previous couple of months, and Donald Trump was. So you know what it is? A miracle. I've always said that Donald Trump could win, but it would be something of a miracle. I also pointed out that miracles have a way of following this man around, and we're seeing it. All right, so what else is there to say about last night that hasn't been said? I noticed this. When Donald Trump is on the stage, when it is his moment after a hard-fought victory, he makes it our moment. He actually shares the spotlight. Nobody else does this. I'd like you to say a few words about the border and who's going to solve that problem, and how quick are we going to do it, Tom? Go ahead, please. I said, Vivek, go up and say a few words about it. Vivek, one minute or less. Go do it, Vivek. You want to say something? Come on, come on. I want him to say something. Well, he's not a politician, and politicians don't do this. They don't, after all the money, after running, after all the names on the posters, let it be about somebody else. And he does it. And he watches them speak, and he soaks it in, and he's okay with that. Because it's the opposite of what the fake news tells us about Donald Trump, right? Again and again, narcissist, uh, what is his problem? Uh, uh, oh, 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 yeah, he lacks self-esteem. Have you ever heard them say this? 
Life can never, ever give him what he wants, his insecurity being so profoundly deep and, and permanent. Trump's deep insecurity, of course, is one of his many off-putting qualities. And you had Trump, who was as insecure a person as Kelly had ever seen. Talk about an insecurity. Uh, this is not what real men need to do. No. Talk about a lie. Talk about mythology. You want to see insecurity? Politicians, when it's their turn, they don't share with anybody. And I don't care who you're talking about. Obama, no matter what he won, for example, Iowa, just him. Hillary in New Hampshire, just her. Uh, Mitt Romney throughout his life, especially Arizona, just him and every other race. And Nikki Haley last night, just her. Terrific analysis from Greg Kelly, as always, host of Greg Kelly Reports, 9 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. So Greg mentioned Mitt Romney winning Arizona in 2012. Oh, my God, Arizona. Oh, my God, Republicans, right? He says the Democrats, you know, are all in a tizzy about Donald Trump, while the Republicans have been and still are just a mess because of Republicans. Let's get into this disturbing and disappointing story of what's happening there with the Republican Party and Senate candidate Carrie Lake. I'm sure you've heard about this by now. Jeff DeWitt, the chair of the Arizona Republican Party, is now resigning after a recording surfaced in which he conveyed an offer from, quote, very powerful people to give Carrie Lake a job in exchange for her staying out of the Senate race. Is there a number at which... I can be bought. <laughs> That's what it's about. You can take a pause for a couple of years. No. And then go right back to what you're doing. Mm-mm. No. 10 million, 20 million, 30, no, no, no. A billion, no. This is not about money. This is about our country. That's the core of a 10-minute conversation that was uncovered by the Daily Mail. Carrie Lake spoke about it with Greg Kelly. Carrie, welcome back. How are you? What a conversation you had. Yeah, it it really did shake me. Um, And after I had that conversation, which happened 11 months ago, Greg, I was very busy when that conversation happened. And I later that evening got on a plane and was heading out to Washington, D.C. I'd been invited by CPAC to do a keynote speech. And the whole way out, I was just mulling that over in my mind, and I thought, I have to tell people what happened. Even though in that conversation, he said several times, now don't tell anybody about this. You can't tell anybody this is happening. Please don't tell anybody this is happening. And I told everybody on stage, for 11 months I've been talking about this, and the mainstream media hasn't really asked me any questions about it. And what we have here is a corrupt individual. I'm glad he's resigned. We are at a moment in our history, Greg, where we got to root these people out. We can't have corrupt people running our government, running our companies, running our, uh, whether it be local, state, federal government. It's disgusting. President Trump calls it the swamp, and I think the swamp is much bigger than just Washington, D.C. By the way, I don't think he's affiliated with NASA. He happens to be standing in front of uh, the National Air and Space Administration for some reason. A couple of things. Who do you think he's talking about, our friends out east? Who is that? Oh, boy. I thought about that, and I came up with a lot of different ideas on who it could be. And you know what's scary about that? You could sit and think about that for 24 hours straight, and you could probably come up with a list of about 400 people and entities. That's how corrupt and deep the swamp is. I don't know who it is. 
I really don't. I mean, you heard me talking about um, Trump versus DeSantis. This was 11 months ago when that whole machine was kind of being worked up to try to take down Trump. And now we know that uh, nobody's going to take down Trump. And so I, I don't know. I wish I did. I wish he would answer. Who was it? Who sent him to my house? Who sent him over to my house? Who He called me five minutes. He said, I'm right outside your house. I'm on my way over. And I have something I got to talk to you about the Senate race. I can't do it in person. I, I, ha- I can't do it on the phone. I have to do it in person. We can't have it over the okay. phone. And that was a pretty scary kind of thought. When somebody says, I can't talk to you over the phone, I have to do it in person. That kind of raises your, uh, you know, the hair on your arms a little bit, right? Let me ask you this. Is he, who's the villain here? Is it the guys out east or is it him? He's running the state party, you know, uh, according to him. They just didn't want you or he didn't want you to run maybe this cycle. Um, so he's the messenger. Are the villains yeah. or it, are the villains the guys who sent him? And he's a villain as well. I'm trying to like, you know, he just put out a big statement. You know, right. I'm all for Trump. This was taken out of context. I, I thought no, Carrie not. was no, a friend not. and all that stuff. He wasn't a friend. He's not all for Trump. He uses that line and he's not. He was in the DeSantis camp. There's other recordings of him. This is a guy who says so many stupid things that people record him. And he's, you know, he says publicly he's for Trump, but he was in the DeSantis camp. Arizona Republican Senate candidate Kerry Lake on Greg Kelly reports. DeWitt's written statement said, contrary to accusations of bribery, my discussions were transparent and intended to offer perspective, not coercion. I would encourage you to go back and watch the entire interview on demand if you missed it. It was absolutely fascinating and, frankly, scary stuff from Kerry Lake. Politics is so corrupt. The world is becoming a very scary place. During the 10-minute phone call, Jeff DeWitt, also uh, the now former chair of the Arizona Republican Party, Jeff DeWitt, also talks about cartels. And he mentions, you know the cartels are operating in all 50 states now. Is he saying that in a threatening way, or is he just the messenger, as Greg Kelly was saying, or is he just referencing, you know, the horrific situation at the border due to Biden's policies, and now the cartels are everywhere? All right, let's wrap it up with a segment from yesterday's American Agenda with Katrina Zish and Bob Brooks. All right, welcome back to American Agenda. When Congress investigated the Biden family's finances, they did uncover $240,000 in a loan repayment to Joe Biden himself from his brother-in-law. But the question remains, what happened to the money? Was that legal? Was the, were those repay, repayments legal? What exactly is going on? One congressman is demanding an IRS investigation to get to the bottom of it. Okay, let's talk to him. Let's bring in Republican representative from Pennsylvania and member of the House Financial Services Committee, Dan Muser, to talk about this here, Congressman. So what's your take on this 240 k loan repayment? Do you think it's illegal here? Is this part of what... Uh, the Republicans are looking at into impeachment proceedings potentially with Biden here. Explain for us. Yeah. Hi, Bob. Hi, Katrina. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, there's mountains of evidence uh, showing that Joe Biden was intimately involved in all of his son's nefarious business dealings, uh, eyewitnesses, White House visits, phone calls. We, we, we've seen it. 
uh, bank accounts that have only been, been uncovered by the Republican majority. But something that glares out to me as I was former revenue secretary is that the payment, which, by the way, the $240,000 just happened to be 10 percent of both of the payments that were made to Jim and, and Hunter Biden that went to the big guy. Uh, but but uh, the fact that they wrote on the on the check itself that was made to Joe Biden loan payment. Now, they feel somehow or another just by writing that that gives them that clears them from any other documentation requirement or payment of taxes. But the problem is that's the oldest trick in the book on a state level and federal level. Uh, when you create a loan and make a loan to someone, it's it's legally required to have a promissory note, to have a, a reasonable interest payment, uh, to have signatures on that loan amount. Uh, so as so it's it's legitimate. So I'm demanding uh, from uh, Secretary or uh, Commissioner Werfel at the IRS that we see if those loans were actually were made. And if so, show us the documentation. If not, a crime was committed. Now, if he won't give me the documentation because of um, of, of uh, privacy, privacy, I'm demanding he look into it and get back to us with the answers as to whether or not that documentation exists. If not, the penalty is thousands of dollars in fines and jail time, which for the for an average American, that's what that's what they would be facing oh. if they did what what uh, I, I think anyway, Joe Biden did to at least he proves that those were actually loans and not just some part of his whole scandalous uh, activities that they are in, involved in. That's Pennsylvania Rep. Dan Muser on Newsmax. President Biden is in Duluth, Minnesota today, visiting a brewery and talking about the bipartisan infrastructure bill. And he'll probably mention Bidenomics is about building an economy from the middle out and the bottom up. And Secretary of State Antony Blinken is in Angola as part of his Africa tour. Our relationship is stronger. It's more consequential. It's farther reaching than in any point in our 30 year friendship. Angola is the final stop for Blinken before heading back home, and it probably won't be long until he heads back to Israel and Gaza. Have you heard anything about the hostages that are still being held there, including American hostages? Let's go to Greta Van Susteren. There have been various and different reports about any possible agreement, and all from unnamed sources. National Public Diplomacy Director, representative to the Israeli Prime Minister's office, Tal Heinrich, joins me. Good evening. And I know very much you want those hostages to come home, and so does uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu and everyone you're working with and the U.S. government. Can you tell me, is there any deal really close to being uh, cemented on the table? Greta, uh, thank you for having me on. You and I spoke just a few days ago, and I told you that the Israeli government will continue to pursue every possible avenue to try to bring uh, to the release of more hostages. We want to see all of them home and immediately. So we continue to exert the military pressure on Hamas. We're hitting them very hard to create the conditions, as we saw before, uh, for a diplomatic avenue to work. And uh, maybe, possibly, Maybe maybe we could reach another framework, but that's not uh, the case right now, because if we had something to publicly announce, we would have announced it. Um, you know, there are different reports out there about different frameworks and different terms. And uh, you and I are not going to negotiate on air right now about these uh, options. Uh, not all of them, of course, are, are, are correct. Uh, but uh, we will continue to pursue these avenues in parallel. And uh, we we're dealing with brutal terrorists here. There are no guarantees, of course. 
we on our end will continue to do everything possible uh, to... Let me let me tell you what I find shocking is that one of the people supposedly helped negotiate a deal as, as a country as a nation of Qatar. They are also the very ones who house three. I, I've reported on since October seventh. They who three of people are living in great splendor. I think they're billionaires who were cheering and praying and watching this go on on October seventh. And it's just horrifying to me that one of the negotiators, you know, if they're they're sitting giving safe haven to three horrible people. You are right. We are working with international mediators such as Qatar and Egypt. And Qatar, as, as, as you know, they hosted for years and they continue to host the leadership of Hamas. Um, and make no mistake, uh, they might have not been on the ground on October 7th as part of the perpetrators of the invasion of the army of terrorists that uh, carried out the massacre on October 7th. But they are the one they are the terror mastermind, so to say, uh, providing the marching orders and also the resources. Forces, uh, for the terrorists on the ground. Now, Qatar says that its special relationship with these terror masterheads is something that can benefit uh, the Western world. And we say that the burden of proof is on them. Let's see you uh, putting more pressure on Hamas to bring to the release of these hostages. That's Israeli spokesperson Tal Heinrich on the record with Greta Van Sestren. And today's business news is all about corporate earnings. A volatile day underway on Wall Street, especially after Tesla reported lower than expected earnings. Tesla reporting $25.1 billion in revenue. The estimate was for $25.8 billion. Earnings were $0.71 cents a share versus $0.73 cents a share. That was the uh, estimate. In the world of Wall Street, a couple of pennies and several hundred thousand dollars on top of $25 billion is a big deal. To me, $25 billion in revenue in three months is a big deal. It's also what Elon Musk said, though. Musk saying China automakers will demolish global rivals in EVs without trade barriers. Musk noting, also noting that demand for electric vehicles is slowing down, but... Interesting China comments from Elon Musk. And casual Mexican restaurant chain Chipotle said it's going to hire 19,000 people and offer perks like mental health coverage and access to a special Chipotle credit card to entice younger workers. That's interesting. A special Chipotle credit card. All right, keep up to date with all the news all day long on Newsmax, available on most major cable systems. And make sure you have Newsmax Plus. If you're not signed up yet, go to NewsmaxPlus.com. You can get a free trial. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. It includes all of your favorite shows and hosts and expert analysis, as well as a bunch of special programming, documentaries, movies, and more. NewsmaxPlus.com. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you for listening to the Newsmax Daily. And since there's so many new listeners to the Newsmax Daily, you can comment, ask a question, or even complain at radio underscore Marino on X. All right, enjoy the rest of your day and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.